like I don't care what you over there think looking at my child like looking at my child with a nasogastric tube spinning in circles while she's walking like chewing this thing I'm like I don't care she's she's calm she's walking she's doing her thing Welcome to Raw the Podcast with Amy and Grecian, where we talk real and raw with mamas who have had to fight and be fierce, who have been thrown curveballs and faced adversity. We discuss everything from premature birth and NICU life, special needs and infant loss, to those everyday mum life struggles we all feel. Nothing is off topic. We hope that by opening up and being vulnerable, we can break down the walls and start to remove some of the shame and stigma associated with these traumatic experiences while helping other mamas feel less alone. I'm Amy, special needs and medical mama to Premier Boys James and Jack. I'm the founder of my own small business and support network, Miracle Mama, where I advocate fiercely for the infertility, Premier and special needs community. And I'm Grecian, mama of four girls, including two full-termers, Adeline and Macy, and a set of Premier twins, Hannah and Riley, born at 25 weeks. I'm an IVF warrior and am passionate about sharing the unfiltered ups and downs of motherhood. We don't share your average mama stories, and this isn't your average podcast. Raw is unrefined and breaks through the bullshit of navigating guilt, grief, and trauma. I mean, let's be honest, we've been through more shit than some could even imagine, so at this point we don't really have a filter. But with this being said, please note we do talk about sensitive topics in our episodes, which we know can be distressing. We give this warning simply to empower you, our audience, with the knowledge you need to make healthy decisions about how and if you should consume this podcast content. Please take care of yourselves and don't hesitate to ask for help if you need it. And lastly, let us assure you that it's not all bad and sad. It's a place to have real and raw conversations. Ask those questions that may be playing on your mind. And above all, we hope to shine a light on the life-changing perspective and appreciation that only these experiences can give you. We share the overwhelming joys and triumphs that our little miracles bring to our lives. And we discuss the inspiration and hope we have gained from this community. While our experiences are individually unique, we are forever a part of something truly special, a community of fierce mama bears and their cubs navigating the storm, and together we'll roar. Let me introduce you to The Ultimate Patch, an Australian family-owned and run business. Their natural health patches are packed with ingredients known to assist with moods, sleep, stress, anxiety, fatigue, balance and libido. It honestly is as easy as sticking a patch on once a week. Ultimate Patch has two types of patches, the Ultimate Mood Patch and Passion Patch, both of which I can highly recommend. We love them. These patches are all natural and full of homeopathic ingredients. Find them online at ultimatepatch.com.au or on Instagram at ultimate underscore patch. We're back. Yay. Yay. Hello. 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 Welcome to what we're calling season two. Because it makes it sound like we because we didn't know what else the six week break yeah we to call it a hundred percent we did plan and it. like we've got this all under control yeah yes when in, well in yes. reality life just got too fucking much didn't it um mm-hmm. yeah way too much although I must say I was a bit devastated 
But after about four or five weeks of like radio silence from us mm. on all platforms <laughs> that I hadn't heard from anyone, we had received maybe one or two messages, but no one had really asked where we were. So I was cut deep, real deep. Um, yeah. Which made me question everything. You know, we have like these 500 listeners that tune in each week. Um, and I was like, where the fuck are they at? But then I realized they're probably just drowning in medical appointments and therapies. As and well. Yeah. Just <laughs> like us. <laughs> yeah. Exactly yeah. the same. Like one of, yeah, one of the listeners messaged like more recently and she was like, everyone's just assuming that you're coming back. Like they just keep checking the podcast app thinking, yeah. oh, they're just having, you know, they just needed some time and just waiting and waiting and we're over everyone's here crying. Everyone's too ni- nice. <laughs> yeah. That no one's checked in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. No, but really, um, yeah, after that sort of four to five week period, we did start to get inundated with questions asking where we were and when we were coming back. Like I swear it was actually like you guys just knew that we needed that time before you heckled and hassled us. Like it's almost like after a breakup, you know, when you need to give someone some space. (laughs) Yeah, everyone was just giving us space. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like he gave us the time that we needed and then we're and then you like at some point you just got to like, now nah, fuck this. We need yeah. to talk. Where are you yeah. at? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, it has. It's been the last week that we've just had yeah, I, well, I, yeah. Yeah, I we, have. we both we both yeah. have had lots of people reaching out, yeah, mm-hmm. asking, When are you back? We miss you which yeah, now I feel loved, so thank you. Yeah, no, Next time nice do now. that a little bit yeah. earlier. <laughs> I'm needy. <laughs> <laughs> but like so let's let's be real and honest and put it out there we did record an episode it was just a life update um but then I don't know we were both really flat I listened back to it and I was like yeah we're both flat I could tell that I was getting there was a lot burnt out again yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. um and like the editing for me had become like a real burden like it was I was staying up you know past midnight for like three nights before an episode would drop and it was just becoming a chore and I didn't want it to get to that point or beyond that point where I started sort of resenting it so I yeah even in the last episode I listened back and I was like oh we're not our cheery Mm. selves even through the mess we're normally pretty you know we try to keep it light and have some fun and yeah we just seemed really bleh so yeah and like you said a lot was happening you had a lot going on with Riley yeah um We'll get into all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, we just needed some time. So thank you for being patient with us. And, yes. yeah, we're, we're keen to be back. And as you can tell, well, I feel like I am refreshed and I'm ready to have some giggles and ready to have our Me usual too. therapy session. Yeah, I need my therapy session, please. Yeah. <laughs> After that many weeks off, it's built up. I know. This episode may be a lot for a lot of people. <laughs> So I apologise in mm. advance. There will be a lot. Um, we've obviously got a lot to update on. We are just doing like a general life update on us. Um, obviously, Riley and yep. Jack, where we're at, what's been happening. Yeah, but I did want to put it out there. If you didn't contact us and beg for us to come back in our little hiatus, you're going to make it up to us right now. Like I'm talking pause us. <laughs> Go and find us Stop on listening. some sort of platform. Yeah, leave us five stars or a review right now. You can leave us actual words on Apple Podcast. Otherwise, find somewhere to pump us up and get us back out there in the pod world because we're going to need you now. Now that we've taken that break, yeah. our stats aren't really going to be as good. We're not going to reach as many people. So we do need you now to, 
yeah, to do the work, to put in the effort and um, help us climb back up those charts and get in people's ears. So, I mean, right now, pause. Even if it's just shooting us a message on Instagram saying that you're listening, um, sharing us to your stories, anything like that, we would really appreciate it. And I'm doing this at the start of the episode so that you actually stop Stop. and do it and then come back. We're going to have a pause now. (laughs) We'll have some music in here. We need like some elevator music. Yeah, we'll have a a minute silence. (laughs) What is it? An intermission? Off you go, go get yourselves a wine or a coffee or wherever you're at. I had a little bit of a wine even though I am not on my best. Mm. I'm not at the top of my game today. I'm I'm unwell, but we'll get to that. Anyway, let's start with just a general life catch-up. So, mm. Grisha, you go. What's been happening, girl? That's, that's what I mean. Where do I, where do I start now? It's so been a while. <laughs> right now, literally this moment, we are surviving four kids home from oh, school. Oh, yes, holidays. you start a week earlier I than I anyone else. Um, but fuck, I have so much respect for teachers. Like, yep. oh, my God, even like the first afternoon of school holidays was just screaming, just screaming and fighting <laughs> and like, fuck. Take them back, <laughs> take them back. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally, literally, please have them. Uh, yeah, I just have a whole new respect for teachers and mm. everything they do because, yeah, having home. I love my kids. I love my kids. Love my kids to bits. Yep. But yeah, it's a lot. As they scream and yell mm. in the background. <sighs> it is a lot. It is a lot. And you've got a lot. Um, you've got so four that's of what's happening right this very second. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the background of all of that, um, I don't think I've said on here, I think it was in the recording that we did do that we are moving to Albany. So I haven't announced that on socials already. Um, but Justin got a promotion with the Fire Brigade. Good news. And that comes with a move to Albany. So if you don't know where Perth is, Albany is, I think, four and a half, five hours from where we currently live in Perth. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, it's quite a move. Is, yeah. Like it is a big town, which is really good. Um, it's quite set up. They've got a good hospital. It's not a small town, so I don't – I'm really torn between how I'm feeling at the moment with the whole move, but grateful that has hubby got the promotion and has to do the course. So it's going to be an intense next six months mm. with him pretty much being Monday to Friday, full-time studying. He's going to be exhausted. We've got Riley's peg surgery in there as well. Throw that in there. Mm. Um, but there's just so much. If you've ever moved with a medical child, there is so much to set up. Yeah. Before you go, and obviously when you get down there, like we, we've we got to go down in May, the only dates we can go um, down to Albany before it gets too hectic for Justin, before Riley's surgery. Um, we're going to go down and have a look at the Ed Support School. We'll have a look at other schools. We'll have a look at the areas we want to live in. Um, we might go see the physio, OT and speech company that we're looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so much to set up which is fucking stressful. Yeah. Like it's a lot. And then worrying about what happens if she needs to go up to PCH and Yeah, it's not a simple pack up and move. I mean it never really is, but like you said, it's exacerbated yeah. with yeah. it's like if we didn't have a medical yeah. child, it would just be I feel like it wouldn't be easy. A move's never easy, but there's a whole nother level to oh, it's it. A whole, yeah, and that's we what have I mean. other like, things. You're, you're literally all of your organizing is Riley at this point. Like, let's be real. And yeah, when you feel like you've finally yeah. just got yourself sorted where mm-hmm. you are as well, like feeling like you've got that comfort of that support group where you are yes. for her, um, mm-hmm. it's hard to yeah, hard to imagine yep. it any different. And then at the end of the year is going to yeah. change. 
Yeah, so that's like you said, that's literally it. That's all we're doing now to prep for our move to Albany is trying to sort out what we can with Riley um, because we can't do anything housewise until Justin finishes his course in September and he gets the, like, he passes that pretty much. So once he passes, then we can look at buying houses, selling our house, moving, all of that jazz. So we can't do anything except for set up everything with Riley. Yep. Um, so that's our move to Albany. I am very excited for the lifestyle change because it's right on the beach. It's just, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, touch wood, being like that we can, once we're set up, we can just breathe and just stop and enjoy the slower pace of life. That's our goal. And we have no time frame mm. on how we want to, how long we want to stay down there for. We could stay a year, we could stay five, we could stay indefinitely. We haven't set a time frame, yeah. which is yeah. kind of exciting, but nerve wracking at the same time. So just going with whatever the universe wants to throw at us <laughs> in the nicest way possible universe, please. So in terms of Justin's job then, is it like, mm, is it something that he will continue to be employed down there if he chooses to be? Like it's long-term employment yeah. down there. Yeah. So he will be a station officer. So at the moment he's a senior firefighter and there's three senior firefighters or three firefighters and one station officer on every shift. So he's going to yeah. be like the boss of that shift. Okay. Um, yeah. So there's I think if we move back to Perth within 12 months they don't pay our um, moving costs but after 12 months they'll pay our moving costs if he applies for another position back in Perth otherwise he could stay down there until he retires if he wanted to um, yeah. like lots of the guys do so yeah so the security as well like in if, if it if it's good and it feels good and right for you mm. guys then you've got the you know you yeah. can stay there and set up your life there and yeah yeah exactly yep so we'll see how that goes but yeah exciting um that's the biggest news I guess I've for me personally general life stuff I've gone back to the gym which I am loving I think I've said that before but like now I'm actually going consistently um three to five days a week which I am loving to work out let's clarify not to work to work out Oh, yeah, to work out, <laughs> to work out, gym. yes. So I have quit <laughs> yeah. the gym. That's probably another update. Yeah. I have um, I resigned from being yeah. a personal trainer and gym instructor at my gym I was working at um, because I just don't going to have time to work over the next few months, like with Justin being full-time Monday to Friday. It just wasn't going to fit mm. in the lifestyle at the moment. Um, but I have gone back to the gym to train and yeah. to work out, which has been wonderful for my mental health, even though I have to get up at 4.30 in the morning. So good. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Shit getting up that time, yeah, but, like, that. I will not go <laughs> otherwise. Like, I'm not going to go this time of night when we're recording at 7.20 at night for me, Perth time. Like, I just I can't go at night. Yeah. I think I think that's amazing like just the self-motivation to do that it's incredible especially with everything you've got Thanks. going on yes so that's that's pretty much where we're at with general life cool Addie's been doing really well at school um she's got a few awards Aww. and Hannah's just plodding along and Macy's just the cutest little button Eva that loves chocolate at the moment after Easter. She's so adorable. Yeah. I love your little story. She is. She's the best. Yeah. <laughs> she is actually the best. I love all my kids, but 
but she's the best. She's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Shit. She just draws me out of those dark moments by what she does, I guess. Like if I'm having a sad moment, she'll come up and like in the other day in the car when Riley was, we were like, are you okay, Riley? What are you doing? She's like aspirating. Is she sleeping? Um, she like leant forward and goes, Rai, Rai, you okay? You okay, Rai, Rai? <laughs> like I was the cutest moment. I'm like my fucking two-year-old knows to check on Riley. Like just the mm-hmm. compassion she has. It's just beautiful. And like at that age, they're just so yeah. innocent. Like they are. all. It's, it's all fun. Oh, yeah. Like, even in those moments, it's like it's so innocent. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just love that age. Me too. Yeah, there's so much Yeah, fun. I'm loving this age too. And she's not yet at the like toddler tantrum stage yet. Oh, it has started a little bit. Has it? But okay. she's not too bad. She just cries, cries, mummy. And then tonight yeah, she was going, give love. me a cuddle. Cuddle me <laughs> now. Oh, how shitty is that? My gosh, how dare she? <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> I wish that's how Jack's tantrums went. <laughs> but, yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. So then what's your life update? What's been happening generally? Yeah, so we're getting a puppy. That's Yay. my biggest news. Um, a little a little black Labrador. Oh, so cute. I know. Our friends are breeders and their girl Poppy is due any day well she was due mm. Easter Monday so she's overdue overdue so now. We're, I'm literally like checking my phone Ooh. every like every five minutes going is he is he here we're, we're hoping to get a male pup if she has one mm-hmm. um so it's like literally awaiting the, the news of like a newborn ah. <laughs> that's how I feel at the moment I can't have a baby so I'm getting a puppy mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so exciting and even James runs out of school every day and he's like is that puppy is he born yet is <laughs> yeah, he born yeah. yet which is just yeah, so cute. Um, he he uses his names, but I'm not. I'm yeah, not no, announcing no. the name yep. just yet. See, it's like I'm having a new board. It is. I'm, I'm keeping it a secret. Know, no, it's not so ridiculous. Exciting. It's and like I've got a drawer full of like its toys and its color and oh my gosh, oh, so excited! I can't wait. It's going to be mm. very fun. Also very hectic. Just uh, add yes. more drama to my life. Of course, um, but cute drama. Mm. It's cute drama. When I say like a newborn, it will, it will, yeah. I'm it like, will James, be. James, you're not going to be able to leave anything on the floor anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. Um, so that we're also excited uh, about going to Cairns in July, Will Palm Cove. Um, so I'm not sure if I, I don't think I've mentioned this holiday on here. Um, and I kind of wanted to because it is part of the Ronald McDonald House charity, um, what's called a family retreat. So we applied for a family retreat, I reckon I'd say two or three years ago, and we mm. applied for Palm Cove because um, we like we have family up there and we like to go up there. Um, we usually go up there once a year to escape the winter, so in June or July mm-hmm. we'll head up there and see Scott's sister. Um so yeah, a couple of years ago, someone told me about family retreats through Ronald McDonald House and we applied for one and being COVID, no one traveled, Yep, you know, that all shut down and no one traveled for a while. So there was a huge wait list. Um, and we finally got an email probably oh, six months ago now, um, saying that we, our date was finally, it was approved mm. and that, yeah, we were going, we were selected, I guess, to go up and yeah. So it's a week, a week's day, um, in a two-bedroom wow. apartment in the Mantra Resort in Palm wow. Cove. So very fancy, mm-hmm. very exciting, but just like also needed. 
Um, oh yeah, and I'm just. I guess I wanted to put that. I wanted to put that out here because like it's things like this that you don't know about until someone tells you about. So if you were in that space where you've got a child with medical needs, um, definitely look into them. You can just find the family retreats on their website, and they have a few in you know one in nearly every state. So I might need to go have a yeah. look at that. Yeah, absolutely do it. And it's obviously like um, the accommodation is free. Wow, that's very exciting. I'm very appreciative and grateful that um, we are able to do that. And, yeah, so that's that. Um, otherwise, I've just been living the, the farm life, raising my chickens, <laughs> cuddling mm, my chickens. They're so cute. Gardening, like I'm such a, yeah, uh, God, I'm such a, like, bogan. Um <laughs> And footy's back, which is another reason that my schedule got really hectic really quickly. Like footy for us is it's during winter and it's it takes up a lot of our time. So Scott and I both play and then now James is on his first year of footy it's as well. It's a big well. part so of he's playing under yeah. Um So literally, oh, like and it might seem like people are like, eh, I know not everyone's sport orientated and stuff, but it is my, it's my favourite thing to do. It's my mental health break and I just love it but yeah every day of the week one of us is at the footy club from Monday through to Sunday so it is hard yeah yeah but that's life nice that's us minus all the all the you know jack stuff which is what we're gonna get into so (laughs) yeah yeah but first I did want to throw out there that obviously another huge thing that has happened especially in our community not so much just our lives is that the original co-host of this podcast, Emma, has had her little baby girl, Gracie, yes. which is, you know, very exciting now that we are where she's at, um, but it's obviously been really rough. So Gracie was born at 23 weeks and four days. She was about, I think she was 680 grams, so quite a good size for that gestation, but obviously mm, very, very scary, grim. very anxious, um, yeah. very touch and go, and she has been through a bit so she's she got quite sick with um with sepsis and um has obviously had lots of ups and downs she yeah she had a yeah scary episode with neck so um yeah. it's not been easy obviously mm-hmm. um she is now 30 weeks nearly 30 weeks gestation nearly nine weeks yeah. actually um getting close to a kilo and she has moved on to like she's gone down all the breathing um what do you call them supports down and she's just been put on yeah OptiFlow or high flow in the last sort of 48 hours which is incredible like amazing for her gestation especially considering how sick she was just a few weeks ago yeah so, so proud of her yeah incredible and obviously like Emma's very much in this that state of mind of oh it's all too good to be true you know what it's like in NICU you don't want to get your hopes yeah. up and um yeah because it's one step you forward, know, everything two steps can change back, so back quickly. Thing. Yeah, and how yeah. quickly she got sick last time. She just, understandably, mm-hmm. is very cautious and protecting her heart. Um, but she yeah. sent me a video today, oh. and like Gracie was, I oh, just like it makes me well up. She was so alert. She's sucking on a dummy with her like, oh. op, like high flow prongs in. Like she just oh looks the like high flow prongs on her look adorable. Yeah, and just how alert she was. Like her eyes were open and looking about. I was like, oh my gosh! Like it gives you so much hope. Oh and my heart! And yeah, yeah, she's so cute. And Emma said she's um she's starting to look more and more like Willow, which is just very special. 
very yeah. special. Obviously sending all our love to Emma and the Bone family and we do 100%. have a GoFundMe page set up for them because obviously Emma lives five hours from the hospital. Dylan and Hazel, yes. their eldest daughter, is like up back home in Kimber. Obviously he has to work for money, you know, yep. that old chestnut. Life has to go on. Oh, yeah. Emma's staying at Ronald McDonald House, so there is a big separation. Um, there is a huge financial burden. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I will pop the link to her for GoFundMe in the um, episode notes. But, yeah, um, send your love to Emma. She'd love to hear from you all and we will keep you updated. 100%. All right, shall we get into some funnies? I had a couple of funny stories. I did share these yeah, on the good, last recording. Yeah, good, because I can't think of any funnies. <laughs> I was like, funnies? I don't have anything funny. I never have anything funny. <laughs> I put in the note, funnies. Never... <laughs> yeah, just funnies. I was like, um, I'm funny. <laughs> well, it used to be like, it was our, what do we call it, mum brain moments or medical yeah, fails. Yeah. But I just, when I say I had a break from the podcast, I even had a break from making my notes. <laughs> How dare you? Like when I'd write down my notes whenever something funny. You were always happened. making your notes. I know, but I do have some, <laughs> I do have some in the bank. I've got some in the content bank from, yeah. A little while about a little while about and you've actually heard these Grecians, so just pretend to laugh. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> I'm gonna compose myself. Else. Actually there's one that's new today, but the other two are old. So yeah, I was telling Grecian this story about how when we went away in our van quite a while back now. Um and Jack needed to go to the toilet and I was like, I'll take you and I will go too while I'm there. Um we were in the amenities block obviously at a caravan park the amenities block where you've got all the toilets lined up you know like school camp and I was mm-hmm. well he'd done his wee yeah. first and then he's just standing in the cubicle while I do my wee as you do but he's like well I'm done I'm leaving so he literally you know unlocks the door swings it wide open as I'm still sitting pants down on the toilet <laughs> doing my business <laughs> luckily just a wee I will clarify <laughs> And this lady just walks straight past the toilet door, looks in, <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like, what else do you do? I just like put my hand up and I was like, hi. Hey. hey. <laughs> like, yep, hey. <laughs> this is oh my, my life. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and she just like, you know, gave a knowing smirk yep. and like giggle at Jack <laughs> and then kept walking. It was hilarious. Um, I'd like how could you know in that moment you'd normally yell at them to stop but it was just too late it was too late yeah just owning that moment it is what it is yep 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 um and then another one that I still laugh at it happened so long ago but I don't know why it makes me laugh so much it's probably not even funny but anyway now that we've moved out a bit more rural we don't get many deliveries to our door they all just go to the post office but anyway this one day I had a man come up in a van knocking on the door and I was like all frazzled doing something. I'm like, who's at our house? And went to open it and he goes, are you Miracle? <laughs> I don't know why this makes me laugh so much. <laughs> and I just like reflex action. I assumed he was going to say, you Amy. And I was like, yep, that's me. And then I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and then it clicked that it was obviously a parcel for Miracle Mama. <laughs> I was like, yep, first name Miracle, last name Mama. Oh, my like, God. Did he really think that that was my name? (laughs) Oh, dear. He obviously did think that was my name. It was a real shit show from the start. Like I just had to roll with it, but I just cacked myself laughing when I shut the door. I was like, what the fuck just happened? (laughs) Anyway, one more. So today you've probably seen this on Instagram. Scott sent me a funny reel 
it's a there's two types of people in this world and it was a back and forth sort of skit about chocolate (laughs) one being the person who can have like a couple of pieces and then put it back and enjoy more you know another time Mm -hmm. and then the other person being the one who has to devour all in one sitting and then like end up feeling terribly sick yep can't go back love this yep yeah, I love that Scott sent this to me because he gives me so much shit. He's like, how can you leave a block of chocolate just sitting there? Like, how can you put it back? How can you just have a few pieces mm-hmm. and then put it back? And I'm the opposite. I'm like, how can you even think about devouring a whole block of chocolate in one sitting? Eating the whole thing. And he's the kind of guy that, <laughs> yeah, like if you've got, if there's chocolate in the cupboard, it's like there's a beacon on it or a magnet and it's just like in the back of his mind the whole time going, me, 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 me. Eat me, eat me. The whole time, yeah. He's hopeless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like some of the funny responses I got, like people saying that um, they literally buy chocolate that they know their husband's not going to like so that they can actually get a piece because otherwise it's just gone. And I've actually hidden chocolate from Scott before. Like it's that bad. It's like people talk about your kids, <laughs> hiding chocolate from your kids. Oh, my For me, gosh. it's my husband. Yeah. Well, what type are you? Mm, oh, with chocolate, I could probably eat a couple of rows and then be like, I'm done. But if it was ice cream in the freezer, like that's on the back of my mind all the time. I'm like, I yeah. want some more. I need to go back. I need to finish. Like, need to do yes. it. Yes. I'm more like that with ice cream too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Whereas chocolate kind of like, it's good, but yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm ice cream too, but I'm also lactose intolerant. Oh, that <laughs> so doesn't that's help. not a good mix. <laughs> no. I just deal with it. Mm-mm. As I'm eating it, I'm like, well, this will just squirt out the other end like an hour yeah, later. It's so I'm worth just- it. So <laughs> worth it. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Let's get into it. Let's. This right. is going to be a long episode. Sorry, guys. Um, Grecian, tell us all about Riley. What's been What's going on? What's been happening with her? So I don't know where we left off last time, but right now she's she's traveling okay. Um, she had a few weeks ago she had a period of nocturnal kind of seizures overnight. So the reason we think she had the nocturnal seizures because she woke up in the morning and she was just out of it, dazed, um, and she actually threw up at school. It was one of her Wednesdays off. So luckily – she wasn't going to school anyway, um, but she asked me to stop her feeds and she threw up, which for us is a sign that she's had a nocturnal seizure the night before. Um, and that day she was just off all day. She was had, mm. having seizure activity in the background. She literally sat and watched TV all day. So for Riley, that that doesn't happen. Like we know something is way off. Mm. Um, but her yeah. pupils were like dilating big and small from side to side like all day. Um, and then she had another nocturnal seizure that night as well in the morning. She didn't throw up, but she was really hard to rouse and she kind of collapsed on the floor a bit and she wasn't having very many feeds at all. She kept asking us to stop it and grabbing her tummy. Poor darling. Um, so they went on for like three days. Our private, um, CNC, um, nurse was like, no, I think you need to take her in now. Like she hasn't had enough hydration. Her nappies are getting way too dry um, and her blood sugar level is going to be way low by now. I think she needs to go in and get an IV drip. So we went in. Um, her ketones were super high, like ridiculously high, and her blood sugar level was super yeah. low. 
That's the right way around, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it shows she's dehydrated. Yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. severely dehydrated and in starvation mode again. Like I just couldn't mm. believe we were back to that. Um, but because she was okay when we went in and they're like, oh, no, she's she's showing like she looks fine. And I'm like, yep, but this is what Riley does. Mm. She, what's the word? Presents. Oh, and that's, Presents the, that's what fine. shits me when they go, oh, but they look fine. <laughs> Those words. Yeah. Like, you haven't I'm been like, living with her for 24 they're hours. Not, they're not. They're not. Like this is yeah. what they're doing. And then I don't know how many doctors we explained what had happened over the last few yeah. days. Exactly. I'm like, what's happened over the last few days? And one doctor was really good and she listened and she's like, okay, let's just check her ketones. Let's do um, blood sugar levels and see how she's going. And she came back and was like, I believe. Not she didn't say I believe you now, but she was like, "You were right." Okay, so her <laughs> yeah. ketones came yeah. back at whatever it was, and she's like, "Okay, yep, this is serious now." And I'm like, mm. "Told you so." She's like, "I know, I know." It's not that I didn't believe you. I always try and trust the parents, but she did present like she does look fine. So anyway, we had a two-day stay at hospital. They reckon it was a virus underlying, but we don't think so. Like in the ED letter, the Mm -hmm. discharge letter we got, like it kept saying virus and I'm like, no one ever fucking told us she had a virus. All her things were clear. Just a a cover. It was not (laughs) from anything. It's like, oh, we don't know what it is. Let's just put viral. Like I'm like, they're just blaming it on a virus, but it was from the seizures. Mm. Yeah. So annoying. Um, but anyway, so then after that, she had like two weeks of like consistent absent seizures throughout the day. Um, but she's come good now. So I don't know. We don't know what it was in the background going on, but that was exciting. Another stay in hospital. Um, and now she has rescue meds. So she's got the medaz at home, um, in case she has a day like she did where she was just seizing in the background Mm. all day. Um, so we've got that finally after two years. Say, did, so did you see, did you see her neuro team when you were in nope. there then about the seizures nope. or have you spoken they, to them? They didn't. Yeah, no. Who prescribed the <laughs> drugs then? Um, the purple team. So her general paid prescribed it. They, they've gotten in contact with neuro and let them know and they will move our neuro appointment closer. Um, yep. but they didn't want to see her while they're in there they they talked to them but yeah they didn't come and see her we just were admitted under the general general peds um for that yeah so yeah, yeah i don't know whether or not her dose needs to go up mm. now that her um weight has gone up like of her kepra yeah or what but they didn't want Maybe. to touch it until mm. neuro saw her so She's still having the absence seizures on and off now, which she never really has had before. Like they've been quite controlled. So don't know. Mm. Um, yeah. So that was that. Okay. So skip back. Sorry. I want to skip back. I don't know if this is in your mm. notes to talk about, but your CN consultant that you mentioned, tell us about her. We'll tell the audience. I already know. So <laughs> we've just added um, a clinical nurse consultant Um into our team under NDIS, she is bloody amazing. Um, so it is a private clinical nurse. Um, so she she has no kids of her own, but she has dedicated her life to helping medically complex children um, through the NDIS. She goes and does training at school. So she did all the training for the 
um, teachers at school about Riley's NGT feeds and she'll do the same with the peg when that happens. Um, she can do overnight shifts if you have a medically complex child at home and they need to be monitored 24-7. She just has this whole range of things that she does and she just supports so many children um, across Perth and we are so grateful to have her in our team because mm. to have her on call for those moments where you're like, who who do I call? Do I call Connect Care? Do I call the Gen yeah. paid nurses? The most, do I call yeah. this? Like, just to have someone to bounce your ideas off of when you're worried. Yeah, yeah. that's like the biggest thing, exactly. isn't it? So yeah. you just need that opinion that's outside of your own yes. head because you know how we spiral. <laughs> but having that professional that you can turn yeah. to that just like is level-headed and can talk through it with you, yeah, it's incredible. Exactly. So that's what I did when Riley was having these like nocturnal seizures in the morning and stuff. We let her know and she was like, just keep an eye on it. And so she just kept yeah, in contact with us. if they say you need to go to hospital, you're like, cool, cool. someone's told me to. Exactly, exactly. Like whereas in the yeah in the other instance you're just like sitting there going should we shouldn't we and then if you go and then you feel shit that you mm-hmm. went when you didn't need to like it's such a good service I need to look into anything yeah, like that. yeah. well that's that's like we should have really taken Riley on that first day that she was having seizure activity all day but because I was like oh no we can manage it at home and they're probably just going to tell me she's okay and I don't want to take up a bed when she's she's okay yeah all that yeah what we do every single time yeah every time every time and it's Siobhan was like no you need to that's our nurse she need you need to trust yourself and go like so when she told me to go I was like okay I'm going I'm going now I'll go take her (laughs) Okay, serious. Yeah, but um, it's so much easier when someone else makes your mind yeah. up for you and tells you. Like, and then you don't mm-hmm. if, even if you do get to go home, you're like, oh well, at least I didn't. It wasn't me. That, you know, it wasn't me that was. Mm-hmm. I didn't make the decision to go and then not need to be there. Like, it's not weight doesn't weigh on you. Not that you should ever no. feel like that. Like, that's the shit thing about medical parents. I think is we do have that guilt if we yep. get there and we don't need to be there. Like, it's stupid. No one else has that. It's just us. Mm. With the you know the chronic kids with yep. with their medical complexities like exactly you know, I've talked about it before I've had people walk go to ED with a scratch before like seriously and yet here I am second guessing whether I go when Jack's yes you know yep. got pneumonia yep. it's yep. just ridiculous like s- anyway, second guess that's that, a whole other story that second guessing though <laughs> seriously like fuck <laughs> yeah it's hard yeah it is it is but now. Now, since we've been in, um, we have the plan in place that if she doesn't tolerate any feeds for longer than six hours, we have to go into hospital. So we have a plan in place. Whereas we kept her home for three days when she wasn't tolerating feeds. Um, We felt so bad. But like previously, they just dismiss you. Yeah, and like she was like that for ages. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I I know. Like, what else do you do but laugh? Like you were telling people this for mm-hmm. years and now it's in I your know, plan right? that she needs to go in if she doesn't yep. tolerate. Like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> There's a discrepancy here. Like you didn't listen to me. It is oh, so shit. like exactly. But she obviously, she does get sick quickly, like with her ketones and stuff. Like yes. she doesn't, her body doesn't tolerate. Oh, she drops. Not no. having intake very mm-hmm. well. Yeah. And I think that's probably because not she at was all. in sort of that sort of starvation mode starvation for so mode long for and now her so body knows long. what it should have. It's like yep. it quickly bounces back to that, whereas I think, I think Jack could go without a feed for four days and it'd still be, he'd be, still be fine. He'd still yep. be, all his levels would be normal because <laughs> he's got so much bloody fat stores. Reserve on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Riley's got a little bit of that now, but not, not much. Yeah. 
it's cute. Yeah, it is cute. Um, but yeah, we we decided to get one of the, I don't know what they called finger pricker things to check the ketones and the blood sugar levels at home now. Oh yeah. So yeah. that we can actually like, if she gets yeah. to that again, we can actually check it and be like, go in and be like, this is what our ketones were. This is what this is. You need to take her in now. Like, um. Yeah, yeah. so not fighting again. No, yeah. no, we're not. Yeah. Hopefully, not fighting. Okay, but besides that hospital trip and all of that stuff, um, she has had her first half of her ASD or autism assessment with the pediatrician. So she had that last week. Um, so he, mm-hmm. it was just a heap of questions asking like what she does and how she's going, and he wants to have another forty-five minute phone call apparently. Um, in a month's time, going through more ASD questions. But he said, I didn't really get much of a read from him. He did say that she does have ASD tendencies and there's like definitely some points of concern. Um, But he wonders whether or not it's developmental from being a bit delayed or is that a combination or, yeah, what's going on Mm. or is it just fully autism? So. I think he's got to do this other half and then There's write such up his blurred stuff. lines. This yeah. is what this is what our ped always struggles with is the blurred lines with Jack as mm. well with I mean not so much an autism diagnosis, but in terms of a lot of Jack's behavioural stuff yeah. and like even his constipation yep. and he's like, is there a link to, you know, that medical trauma and that mm-hmm. need for control because of everything he's been through in his life? Like it's so hard to differentiate because yep. there is that medical side and that trauma as well. Yep. And what's what's what and what fits where. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's that's kind of like same with Riley. But I'd be very surprised, like if she didn't get an autism diagnosis. Would you be surprised if she didn't? Yeah, like hundred percent. Both Justin and I think, and we've had so many people say yeah. that she she has she will pass. But then I've also had yeah. um, other therapists say, no, I don't think so. But I'm like, you don't see everything, like. She oh that's right when we did the King Eddie's five year old check, the psych that did her, um what's the testing called, oh the Griffiths 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 how we say that, um test because she's only slightly delayed, and she didn't see any autistic tendencies because she was a perfect girl in that appointment like she was one on one she made eye contact she did what she needed to do. Um, they were like, nah, she's, she wouldn't be autistic. And I'm like, but you don't see. But even this whole this whole eye contact thing, like I, Jack's psych talked me through mm. um, like autism and she's like these, these common things that people think autism, like that are autism traits such as no eye contact and not being social aren't the be all and end all like there's so many other areas that they can like hopefully Mm. being that you've got someone that I'm guessing this guy it's like his job that's what he specializes in yeah that's yeah yeah Yeah. so he'll that's the first half of it and then we've got the psych and the speechy I think it's psych and speech at near the end of the year before Mm -hmm. we move that do the actual assessment so he'll write up all these findings I guess his letters um, and if we it's have any huge, letters from therapists thing, or anything like that, we'll send them in. And he took copies of their of her five year old assessment. We made notes of all of her um, autistic traits that we've seen. Like I've got an evidence file on my Dropbox that I can show them if she behaves perfectly. Like hundred percent, 
Yep. Like if we don't walk away with her, it's not, I don't want her to have, it's so hard. I want her to have that label so she can get the support she needs, but I don't want her to have that label, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like we we need that label to get more funding, to get more yeah, help. But like at the end of the day, if she's if she's got autism, yeah, she's got autism and you need the support. And yeah. It's not. Exactly. You know, it's not something to be. It's not a bad thing. It's just, no. No, that's right. We just, to be, we need that know. support to help her through Especially Everything. a lot of people, I think, so, know before they even get that diagnosis. Like they're already accepting of it mm. because you, you kind of know that's yeah. what it is and, yeah, you kind of just need – that's the last thing you need yep. is that that diagnosis to actually cement it and be like, right, now we can do all the things that we need to do to support her. Yeah, yeah exactly. So that's ticked off. Um, she has had – hang on. Got a burp. No, I got hiccups. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so keeping this in there. <laughs> No, don't keep this in there. <laughs> um, she she has done some wheeze and poos on the potty though, Yay. which is really exciting. They so are good. not consistent at all and she still oh, sits in pooey nappies. Um, like there's just no nothing. Mm. So but she has, I think because Macy has jumped on the potty and stuff. No, like, I don't care what you over there think yeah. looking at my child. Like, okay, yeah. maybe I'll no, do that. No, like looking well. at my child with a nasogastric um, tube. So, yeah, that's spinning okay. In she's still while she's having walking, to use, like chewing this um, thing. I'm like, I don't care. She's, she's, she's calm. She's walking. The, she's yeah. doing her ducalax and, and her mover colon, all that stuff daily with her gut. Um but, yeah, celebrating those when she does do the wheeze and the poos on the potty and doesn't sit in a pooey nappy all day or doesn't explode out of the nappy in the car on the way up to York for Easter. We won't. That's what I want to forget this week. <laughs> Just getting that one in there now. Yeah, I was going to yep. say, let's um, we'll move on. Yep. Move past that. All this talk of poo, I've got a, I'm like, yeah, you've got your, <laughs> when you're not oh, feeling God. so well. I'm no, like, my gut's no, right no now. more poo. <laughs> oh, shit. Mm-mm. Literally. Let's, let's go. <laughs> All right, let's go back to Riley's autistic tendencies then. Um, so since she's, we've noticed since she's yep, had please. her grommets put in, <laughs> um, she can obviously hear better. So she's reacting to a lot more things. Um, things are too loud, like things are loud, things are overwhelming her, um, I don't want to say her beha- her behaviour, autistic tendencies have grown. Like I don't know if she's just finding so much more overwhelming mm. now because she can actually hear everything. Um, but some days are, are super hard. Like today she attacked me. Or she attacked right Macy first because Macy she's now in the middle and Macy's to the right of her. She was grabbing at Macy, clawing. She likes to claw mm. and pinch at the moment, so she was clawing and pinching at her in the car while Macy's screaming. Then I try and hold her down while I'm not driving. I was sitting in the front, but then she's going at me and then she's trying to bite me. And there's just a mm. lot, a lot at the moment. She's very vicious, which if you don't see it, you don't believe. Yeah. Like looking well, at yeah. her, yeah. Like she's just she's just cute and stuff, but um, her behaviour lately is just really hard. That's that's what just what I want to say. So if anyone out there has a child in a similar situation, like I feel you, mm. is shit is hard. Um, 
I love her to bits, but and I'm fully there to support her through everything. Like today, oh, she's been loving chewing on the squigs. Mm-hmm. You know the squigs. I don't know if your physio uses them. Um, they are the best for her to chew on because they're kind of like a dummy at one end. Okay. So she has been obsessed with it, chewing them, sucking them. Um, and now we just have them in our bag all the time and just give it to her and she loves it. And she's walking around the shops in one with one in her mouth. And in my head now I'm like, I'm not embarrassed anymore. Mm. Like at first, maybe a few years ago, if she was chewing on something like a baby toy, I'd be so embarrassed. But now I'm like, no, that's what she needs to regulate herself yeah. in this moment. It is overwhelming. Yeah. The shops is overwhelming for her. And people have no like, idea what's going on. I don't going care what on. you over yeah. there think no. looking at my child. Yeah. No, like looking at my child with a nasogastric tube spinning in circles while she's walking, like chewing this thing. I'm like, I don't care. She's she's calm. She's walking. She's yeah. doing her thing. And I know there's still like there's still judgy people and like people who have no idea. But I think mm. if anything we've I think we're, people are more accepting of these situations because there's more, like we're seeing more of it yep. and it's more, like there's more awareness on social more media, especially with sensory needs and, you know, with Definitely. Riley, she's got a physical tube on her mm-hmm. face. Like if people can't see that and realise that, you know, that's what she needs and she's got extra needs. There's then medical heart, there's, things going on. Yeah, yeah. There's, that's their that's their issue, not, yep. not, not yours. Um, and like it's easier yep. said than done to just ignore the stairs no. and the, all of that, but um, I, I, I'd hope that most people are quite. Oh understanding yeah. Now I'm just, like I couldn't care yeah. less. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> this is what my child needs right now. So, yeah, that's been really hard. It, um, it's never ending. I remember like when Jack's behaviours were mm. really heightened and bad. Um, after his hospital admission, it's mm-hmm. like literally like every not like every five minutes you're dealing with another. Mm-hmm. outburst or like another emotion mm-hmm. or another feeling and you just constantly feel like you're reacting but you're never doing the right thing to make no. it better it's just it, yep. like you said it's so hard and it's so draining and I don't think people can understand until they've experienced that oh yeah and yep. it's constant until they go to sleep it's just it's constantly there yeah, yeah. there's no break yep no nope which I think now after Easter away um, so we went and stayed at Justin's parents' place in York. Um, it was, for me, it's kind of nice them actually seeing how she is over an extended period of time. So Justin's mum is actually learning her his her feeds um, oh, because we have no one that knows how to do her yeah. feeds. So she is very overwhelmed with it all, but she's doing such a good job um, but I don't think she realised how often we actually have to do stuff for Riley. Like she's like, is it time again already? What? Yeah, well, it rolls around like quickly, meds. doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Like I just yeah. sat down. Yeah, I just I just sat down. I haven't even had my coffee, and I'm like, yep, let's go. Mm. Like next one, yeah. next feed, next nappy, next meds, next water. Like yep, keep it just keeps going. Got to wash it. Oh, I've got to wash it, can it out. Be like yep. a newborn, like that cycle of yeah, especially. Like we, mm-hmm. a lot of the NICU parents will relate to this. Like when you first come home from the NICU and you're yes. having to wake them every three hours for a feed. And if they've still got a tube in, like what we did, Jack went mm-hmm. home or both kids went home on the tube. So you're, you're doing a, 
breast yep. or a bottle feed and then you're topping them up with a tube feed and then you're pumping yep. to get and the then top you're washing up. and sterilizing and, all of that and then and literally, it's literally time, time to do it yep. all again exactly so for me for me it was really it's really nice when they can actually witness like this is what we have to do and this is why I can't give my other children attention as much attention as I want to because I have to constantly be watching her. Like Riley fell down the stairs, head first down the stairs. She'd been doing such a good job going up and down these stairs that they've got. Um, But she tripped up, went over. Justin and I both like ran for her. Um, Lucky she only got three quarters of the way down and then stopped. But like constant monitoring if you look away for a second mm-hmm. things like that happen yeah. and then we're monitoring for seizure activity after that because when she hits her head usually she'll have a seizure like just constant so how far away are justin's parents um it is probably an hour and a half to two hours depending on how fast you drive and then what about when you move then they will actually it'll be about the same as to per- i think they're about five and a half it will be from where they live to Albany. Okay, so when you say because no one else knows how to feed her, you're not really going to get much of a break because there's still no, such a distance no, no. away. It's still a touch of difference, yeah. but it is going to help when Justin is working Monday to Friday and if I need to work on a Wednesday um, and his mum comes and watches Riley and Macy, at least she can have a feed during the day. Whereas yesterday when I worked yeah. um, and Justin was at work, um, my dad and stepmom came to watch them, but they don't know how to feed Riley. So Riley went from 8.30 in the morning, mm. that was when she last finished her feed, to I think it was 4, 4.30 by the time I got home and did a feed, like without any liquid yeah. and she just nibbled on a bit of food and yeah. I felt so guilty. Um, but what what can you do? Like, uh, I know, I know, but you yeah. know what it's like. You just feel guilty like. No one else oh, knows how to feed my child. Do, she can't have water. She can't have any other liquids. She's going to be dehydrated. But, mm. yeah, what, exactly what can you do? Mm. This is where the system needs to be better. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> yes. Moving on. The next bit, Riley has a date for her peg. <laughs> now I'm going to be the one talking yes. the whole episode. Um, but, yeah, she has a date finally for her peg. It is was not six to eight weeks after the initial appointment. It is going to be 14 weeks after the initial appointment. But we have a date. <laughs> at least it's locked in. There's that at least, I know. It, it is. help, but it is. it's locked in. No, I just wish I just wish they would go, no, it may be six, six months or three to six months from your initial yeah, we talked about this. And they should overestimate rather than underestimate. Overestimate, you don't piss people seriously. Off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, especially because Riley needed another tube change, and then that was that whole saga about her tube and going into ED. And I'm yeah. not even going to go in there because that's a whole nother annoying story, um, yeah. long story. But we have a date. I will probably be in hospital for my birthday after her surgery but that's okay I'm going to get myself a few new Colleen Hoover books and take them in and read them (laughs) and go into my own little world (laughs) while I'm in there and make sure you celebrate your birthday like either before or after you can just change the date of your birthday for this year yeah it's fine yeah it's fine um but yeah so that's probably the other biggest thing just prepping so when's that scheduled for then the 24th of May so yeah. like six weeks so not away, a bit over a month. Yeah, yeah. bit over a month. So yeah. just prepping for that, and then prepping for um, the NDIS change of circumstance that'll come after that. So 
lots, as always, lots going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, and and I know that you've done this too, but we've cut down her therapies um, to be yeah. physio. I'm not sure if we're going to keep weekly because she has made such huge progress with physio. Um, but speech and OT we've dropped from weekly to fortnightly and alternating. Yes, that's a tricky one, isn't it? Like trying to cut down therapies and going like, that juggle between, oh, but they've they've come such a long way. Mm-hmm. But is that is that because you've done weekly and you're like, oh, yeah. surely we can yeah. cut back to fortnightly because they're doing so well. But then at the same time, it's yeah. like, oh, what if they go backwards? Like it's so freaking hard. Mm-hmm. Everything's so hard. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But we have, like you, cut cut back her therapies just because it's too much with school and everything going on and for us as well. So, yeah. It's too much full stop, which we're going to get into. We've, I've got yes, yeah. penned in. We're going to talk about therapies and how it's okay to actually cut back mm-hmm. and say no to some things and doesn't make you a terrible yep. person or a terrible parent. So we'll get into that a bit later. Yeah, once you've given yeah. your little Jack update, so what's been happening with him? Oh, gosh, as same as you, I never really know where to start yeah. with this, <laughs> um, especially right now because mm. there's actually been a lot. Normally Jack's pretty, you know, we're a long way into his journey, journey word. Yeah. <laughs> he was doing so well. He was, he was like maintaining quite well there for a while. I mean, we had a shit winter last year, um, but since then we've been so doing so well. Um, but he has unfortunately gone a bit backwards with his health, um, just a couple of like chronic things, nothing acute or too serious, I guess. But obviously mm. it weighs heavy after coming such a long way. And I feel like the chronic stuff's yep. just as hard as the acute stuff in a way because like the acute yep. stuff you can quickly go and get a fix. Sort out. They, they seem to get better, you know. With the chronic stuff it's just such a long time to like get shit in place and get the test done and uh there's toing and froing. You have to like contact your specialist. It's not easy or quick. It's no. just like a lingering bloody thing. Um, but yeah. So firstly, I wanted to just say for those maybe that are new here that Jack is four next month, just to put age into perspective. Um, but if you are new here, I do also apologise in advance. There's a lot going on with Jack, um, and I totally appreciate that it's hard to catch onto all of this when you haven't followed someone for a long time or from the beginning. Yeah. So try and, yeah, yep. hopefully you can keep up. I try and use layman terms, but I'm also a nurse and have been living this life for a long time. So I think <laughs> yeah. I do lose people sometimes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I always, I always think, gosh, does anyone actually want to hear this stuff? Like me just rambling about all the stuff with Jake, but apparently they do. So here goes. Hey, I, go I just rambled bit. for like, <sighs> 40 minutes so yeah I know you can ramble but now. like <laughs> I just like we always say it's just it's in reality this is just yeah our therapy session and you guys get to listen yep <laughs> anyway 100%. I don't know why I'm putting this disclaimer in there we have a podcast people listen I should just trust myself yes yes okay so I guess I'll start with what's most pressing right now and then I'll move down the list so um yeah we have an actual mm-hmm. list in an email with his paid that we're working through at the moment um, so firstly, Wonderful. at the start of March, so we're sort of coming into mid-April, mm-hmm. at the start of March, Jack started getting some pretty nasty reflux symptoms. Um, so he was diagnosed with reflux as a baby. He had all of the classic symptoms as a baby. He was a spewer, he coughed, he splattered on it, he was angry about it. 
And then like he had all the tests done to confirm that he had moderate reflux. It wasn't sort of bad enough to need to have like the surgery, which is called a fundo or a funduplication or something like that. Um, but we did treat it with omeprazole back then and we thickened his tube feeds. Um, so obviously when you thicken the tube feeds, it sits heavier in the gut and it's not as likely to reflux. So mm-hmm. that's how we treated it back then. And then at about two years old, we sort of stopped the omeprazole, which is just a medication to treat reflux. He seemed to have like outgrown it or his symptoms had sort of eased. But in January this year, we decided to also stop thickening his tube feeds. Mm. Um, so we wanted to reduce the risk of his constipation. Like, we, you know, yeah. having thick fluids was adding to his constipation. So we're like, well, why are we still thickening his tube feeds? He doesn't need that anymore. Let's remove that. Thinking we were fixing one problem, but we really yeah. just fucked up another. <laughs> um so, yeah, unfortunately, I think that removing the thickener from his tube feeds is what has caused the reflux symptoms to flare up. Well, I'm just guessing, obviously, but yeah, it was very coincidental. So, yeah, I was talking, I'm talking like he was doing full blown upchucks into his mouth, <sighs> like where he would gasp and choke and cough his oh, little lungs darling. up. And you could tell it was like uncomfortable, like it yeah, tasted it, gross. It was gross. So, he was doing that like once a day like a big one you know what I'd call a spew burp is that what yep, you call yep, them you know when yep. you like actually I know what bring you mean. up like Blech. your stomach contents yep. but then you swallow it back down mm-hmm. here we go again here me with my <laughs> queasy stomach and I was talking about spew yeah hey you brought it up um, <laughs> anyway he was doing those and then like just tip- other typical symptoms like clearing his throat constantly which is another sign and constantly like regurgitating and swallowing and worse when he was laying down like all of it was pointing to reflux yeah 100 so yeah we thickened his tube feeds obviously straight away as soon as we realized um but i think by that stage we it was kind of a bit too not too late but he'd already developed um what do you know <laughs> he developed a chronic wet mm-hmm. cough uh, because he's been aspirating into his poor little lungs so um if you've been following for a while our story you'll know that this chronic wet cough I always talk about is it's been our biggest nightmare to be honest. So um, for a kid like Jack who has like the lung damage and is unable to clear the mucus from his airways on his own, like a normal average human yep. with healthy lungs, um, when he gets a chronic wet cough, it usually mm-hmm. means we're going downhill and um, it can end up in yep. like a, what we yep. call a tune up. Again, this is the words I'm talking about that don't probably make sense to people but essentially a tune-up is just when he goes into hospital to get IV antibiotics because he can't move the bacteria that builds yep. up on his own anyway so that's you know this is this all of this is what made him so sick last winter so like our anxiety Scott and I immediately were just like peeking going fuck me we're not gonna let it get to that point that we were at last year like let's be proactive rather than reactive like we've we know you know it was just like history mm-hmm. repeating itself on that. Like, we know where this is leading. And so we were just like really straight onto it. Um, yep. So we saw his gastro specialist who has put him back on the omeprazole mm-hmm. and he's booked him the same sort of test that he had as a baby to check for reflux to see, you know, That's if it's amazing. worsened. Um, yeah. So those things are in place. Um, I do think that, oh, he's also been, sorry, I should say he's also been on antibiotics. Since yeah, I was just going to ask. Started. So I think we're on like back on antibodies i think oh same yeah. as riley oh they're sync in sync oh they're in sync they're i think riley's week oh. three now of her antibiotics for her chronic work cough yeah how depressing is that our children are in mm-hmm. sync on their antibiotic courses mm-hmm. oh shit yep <laughs> so anyway yeah i think 
I think the Emetrazole has helped, but he also, like I said, started antibiotics at the same time. So it's obviously hard to know yep. as usual. Who the fuck knows? Was it the chicken or the egg? This is always, you know, when you introduce two things at once, you never mm-hmm. know which actually worked. Um, so yeah, we're still currently dealing with like a chronic cough, but I must say it's become a lot more dry, which is good because it means that the treatment's working, but it's still very That's frequent good. and annoying and frustrating. And there's like an asthma component too, just to complicate shit. Um, so basically the plan for all of this is the same as always when Jack develops a chronic wet cough. So yeah, the four week course of antibiotics. And if it doesn't work, he'll be admitted for the tune up, um, uh, which we're not talking about because I am really hopeful we can avoid that. Um, especially at the it's moment because happen. cough yeah. has turned less of a typical wet cough that we're used to with Jack. So fingers crossed we caught it very yep. early and we're managing it for now. Yep. But as I said, we just need to be really mindful and proactive so we don't end up where we were last year. So, yeah, we're waiting for those tests. I think one's been booked in for a couple of weeks' time, planning to do them as an outpatient mm-hmm. unless he gets admitted for the tune-up. For the then tune-up, then do them. The tests will just be yep. done when he's in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen, though. He's not going to be admitted. No, that's right. I mean, <laughs> Scott and I were like, well, essentially, like his Pete actually wants a few different referrals and tests done. And his Pete was like, oh, would, it would really work if he was admitted. We could just get it all nutted out all and done. down. Yeah. And we could have lots of teams yeah. involved and get it all done in that two weeks. So like, not that we've ever wanted an admission, mm. but if it ever was yep, beneficial, yep. this would be the one time for it. This would like, be the one. This would be the yep. one time we wouldn't completely be like, fuck this. Um, <laughs> Because there are so many things lingering that I'm like, can we just, because now instead, if we don't end up in there, I'm going to be running around to a hundred different outpatient appointments again, like I did when he was a baby. You know what it's like. Like you just, I just feel like we're kind of back, back at the beginning in a way, mm-hmm. which like, I guess we are in a way like, we're yeah. Anyway, we'll see what will be, will be there. That's what the more, that's the mm-hmm. most acute pressing issue at the moment. Um, but then yep. next on the list is immunology. So the plan here, which was a plan we had before all of the shit I just talked about happened, um, was to keep Jack on his um, immunoglobulin infusions over winter and then trial him off of them around September. Mm-hmm. His immunology specialist, who I bloody love, we had a really honest chat and she was like, oh, either way, like we either try to wean his infusions or we wean his thickener, but we can't do both at the same time, which makes sense. Because what I was just talking about, you won't know what's what if he gets worse. So she was keen to try and wean his infusions because in reality we've got a better chance of that being successful. 100%. I think so. Looking at Jack at the moment, he's he's probably going to be stuck on thickener for years and we've had no luck with weaning his thickener yet. So, Mm -hmm. And not to mention like the needles are the most traumatic medical sort of procedure for him. It's the one thing that we hate. So we're really keen to try and get that gone if we can. So... The only way we're going to know if his little immune system has finally kicked into gear is to give his body some time off of the therapy to see if it can do what it needs to do on its own. So fingers crossed if we get through winter, we can have a break off of that. It's like my dream. That will obviously, if we do do that, it will mean monitoring his blood levels to see that his, you know, his levels are staying okay. And then obviously just crossing everything if that he stays well. If he gets really sick again and has recurrent infections, he'll unfortunately probably go back on it. But Is that scary to think to come off that, do you think? Like are you nervous to come off that? I don't I don't think so, to be honest. I am pretty confident, mm. as is his specialist, that this was what they call an immature yep. immune system. So it's just that his body hadn't yet 
wasn't yet doing what it needed to do. So I'm hopeful and she's hopeful that he actually will be okay off of it. Like his levels will stay okay now. Mm -hmm. Um, We've just given him a boost that he needed to get through those shitty, shitty first few years. Yeah. But we're not going to know until. So I'm kind of like, I think we just need to do that to test him, to give him that shot to prove himself. Otherwise we're just like, what's the point of being stuck on them if he doesn't need them as well, you know? If he doesn't need them. Yeah, he needs that trial run. Especially like when it's so traumatic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then obviously if his levels dip down pretty quickly after coming off, then we know that this is probably more long-term and then they'll do further sort of investigations Mm -hmm. to see why. Um, what's what going on causing them there is some more genetic um more specific genetic tests that they can do that are more immunology focused mm-hmm. so yeah it's just a wait and see there yeah i'm not too anxious about that to be honest but yeah i'm more anxious of him having a shit winter and that yep. plan of having yep. a break changing yep. <laughs> if i'm honest like i'm more anxious of that not happening um so yeah now you're scaring me, Grisha. Should I be nervous? No. No, no. <laughs> no. Planting a seed. Don't blame me. <laughs> I don't know. I do not know. No. That was a good question, though, because I don't think I've actually asked myself that. But no, I, think, I don't think so. Yeah. Then there's some other stuff that I won't go into in detail here just yet because I think these are things that will come up, you know, as we move along. But Jack's paediatrician is thinking more seriously about why Jack has this ongoing dysphagia, which is the technical word for his shitty swallow and his aspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's almost yep. four, like I said, and he hasn't improved with his swallow and we still don't have a medical reason. Like we've ruled out the structural stuff. Um, so now he's just like his paediatrician is just starting to look outside the box a little bit and consider things we mm. haven't really considered before. I think more so because everyone was expecting him to have improved at least a little Growing bit out right now. Egg. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Given that we don't really have a diagnosis to say, you know, initially it was oh, it's just a developmental delay. He'll grow out of it. Like it was put down to yeah. a developmental delay because there was no other reason found. But now we're like, mm, well, are we missing something basically? So. From what I understand with the meeting we had, I think um, this will likely involve a rehab or neuro referral Mm -hmm. because he said the only thing we haven't really investigated is like a neurological cause, which could possibly include maybe an MRI. Um, He has some other neurological sort of red flags that his physios picked up on. So um, I guess just ticking that box to make sure we're not missing something there. A different issue, he'll be referred back to cardiology for his ongoing low heart rate, mm-hmm. which is now also irregular. So he keeps, you know, it's, it's quite chronic. This has been a long yeah. ongoing thing. And he's, again, he's had some investigations in the past for this, but um, there's just some new things that have like, again, a couple of red flags, like getting down to 40 and 50 when he's asleep, which is like, that's lower than me as yep. an adult. Yeah, 40 is a bit concerning. <laughs> um, Rally goes down to 50. Yeah, and I wasn't too concerned about it for a long time because he'd had the, you know, he had the echoes mm-hmm. done. He's had ECGs in the past. Like, yeah, everything's checked okay. And I, James is a, like always had a lower heart rate too. Scott and myself sit low, so it can it could just be a normal thing, which it probably is. But the last couple of admissions we've had, he's also had an irregular heart rate, which is a little bit more mm-hmm. weird. And I think because he's on. He's been on azithromycin since, like, I can't even remember, probably Mm -hmm. two or three years now, which is, like, the long-term antibiotic that he's on, and that can cause, like, some Mm. irregularities in your rhythm. So I think they just want to 
check that nothing else is gone you know given this is one of the side effects of the drugs he's on that we're not doing yeah that we're not doing any damage to his Mm -hmm. little heart so i think that the plan there is like a halter monitor Mm -hmm. which just records the the rhythm and the rate of their heart i think for 24 hours so like i said like all of this was would be done as an inpatient if he got admitted to hospital but if not it'll just be like outpatient referrals and waiting and Mm -hmm. yeah that's why i said i'll just just like update you all as i as it as it comes come across it all but i just wanted to <laughs> yeah i just wanted to flag it here um because it's sort of these are all new things that have popped up since we last talked and i think it's because we finally just sat down with this pete and we're like right went through everything <laughs> yeah like we did we had a really good chat and a really good meeting and it was needed because i feel like the last couple of appointments like i've raised concerns but i haven't probably made him as aware as what I maybe was as of how concerned I was, or I kind of just brushed under the table. Like I said, lots of this has already been investigated or this is just Jack. But I think, like he said, you know, a few things are red flags now that especially that they're not improving. So, yeah. Yeah. I just think we're, we're still so unsure about so many things and nothing really fits, but that's always been Jack. Like he's just, always been a mystery and that's what people say all the time like it's just jack being jack like nothing fits you know he's just doing his own thing yeah and like he's got so many different things going on medically but none of them are none of them kind of relate or no they don't kind of link together yeah so that so that's what he's like are we missing you know is there something is there something you're missing all of this together yeah you know like is there a genetic thing that's actually could put all this together like he mentioned the neurological red flags, he said, look, a lot of these actually sound like mild cerebral palsy. Having that diagnosis isn't going to change anything. Jack's already getting all of the therapies. He's getting all of this, like the support that he could possibly be getting. You wouldn't know it looking at Jack. Mm-hmm. It would literally just be a diagnosis. But we could but at least say, link oh, well, that everything. explains, that explains yeah, this, that this, explains this, and this. so yep. much. Yeah, yeah. So like even, you know, his physio has mentioned that in the past because he's got quite an asymmetrical arm swing. Which, like, again, mm-hmm. I, I see Jack run and I'm like, that's so fucking adorable. Like, he's so cute. Yeah, he's yeah. got one really stiff arm and the other one swings <laughs> so stone. fast and hard. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, he's so cute. He's so and cute. And he's like, mm. I was like, oh, it's still that thunder. No. Oh, and then, like, the things like crossing the midline, which he struggles with, and his low tone in his neck. But then that would explain so much. So, yeah, just rolling shit out, basically, trying to get him well yep. to stay well through winter. Yeah, I just hate unknowns and I think we're all the same in the medical world. Like I hate not knowing. Mm-hmm. I find it really hard 100%. to sit with all of this without having any sort of answer for it all. Um, so that's where mm-hmm. my head's at. I don't like that part of all of this and I guess I'm glad in a way that the paediatrician's being, like I said, proactive and it's good. If, if all of this comes back okay and then I, then I can go okay, yeah, and then I know and I can stop fucking stressing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so otherwise I do have some wins to celebrate. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I I kind of, yeah, I just like talking about all of this as it kind of paints such a blur mm. picture and it makes our lives seem a little bit negative and fucking tough, which it can be, of course. I'm not denying that. But, yeah, like I've said so many times, you wouldn't look at Jack and see any of this. Like he's still running around chasing chickens and eating dirt <laughs> little chickens, matchbox cars at windows. <laughs> as kids Albeit do. just a little more breathless than normal at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So I did I did want to like celebrate some wins as well. So firstly, I'm proud to say that Jack is toilet trained. 
So he is doing all his wheeze and his poos on the toilet without My any God. heartache, any tears. Wow. Uh, and gosh, like, yeah, this is something we talked about in the last episode that never aired, like how this is such a huge thing for us. Like uh, six months mm-hmm. ago, this was his biggest issue. Like we struggled so much. It was like such a mental battle, a physical battle. Like it was tough. So, yeah, we put in a good, like, 12 months, I reckon, at least, of, like, blood, sweat and tears into managing, like, his constipation and his fear of pooing. 100%. Um, so, yeah, we're just So good. Yeah, like, woohoo. I mean, it was with a lot of, you know, a lot of help from the toileting OT and his psych and, of mm-hmm. course, Osmolax. <laughs> God, that drug is the best thing ever. I don't know what we'd do without Osmolax. Um, but, yeah, we've beaten it, I think. Yeah, I think we're completely on the other side. He's even in jocks now overnight. Oh, my God, yay. That's huge. Insane. Yeah. Like he's having random accidents, but he's mostly dry in the morning, I'd say. That's okay. Yeah, that's Um, so good. Yeah. Yeah. So good. And then his speech has come so far. So he said James with a proper J for the first time ever the other day. I may have cried. He's always called him Dames and Dak, like yeah. his J's Dutz. And we've been working with his speech around that sound and like j- 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 and like telling him to put his teeth together j- to do it, like because that's the only thing yeah. he can physically understand. And he he did it and he, oh. and he said James and I was like, oh, my God, yeah. So, yeah, his speech, like he's still got a long way to go, obviously, but gosh, mm. like you literally can't stop that kid from talking, even if you don't understand, no. even if things are pronounced the wrong way, he's just come so bloody far. And that's like, that was the battle I was like, when you were saying about physio, I'm like, yeah. oh, so we're looking but, at pushing out speech appointments. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, but is he doing so well at the moment? Because we've been doing yeah. more intensive, like, oh, it's this If you battle. back off. You know, I don't yeah. want to, if we, yeah. Anyway, we'll talk about that in a minute. So his sleep, he's in the double bed mm-hmm. with James, which I've mentioned obviously in the past. It's not perfect. Um, we're still working on this a bit with his psychologist. She's giving us some amazing strategies, yeah. but it is a hundred times better than where he was before. before yeah. So we can mostly walk out and not have to lay with him anymore. Yeah, and he mostly sleeps through. Um, like our psych is the best. You know how I said in the past, Grecian, that like I can't find an OT that I love mm-hmm. that actually yep. seems to be doing it, like making a difference. Yep. Like, you know, that's actually like I go in there and I'm like, how is this actually doing anything? Us? Yeah. Our psychologist, I must say, is like she literally walks in there. She's like, what's your biggest issues at the moment? And then she puts like strategies in place. Wow. Like she tells you how to manage it. Like literally dot points, do this, do this, do this. And I walk out of there and that's my, like, that's the one thing I'm focused wow. on for the, until I see her again. Amazing. It's just doing that one, you know, yep. putting those strategies in place. That's what you and need. And I go back there every time and I'm like, it's worked. Yep. Yeah. It's worked. Wow. Like, yeah. I just love her. And again, like it's another appointment, but I'm, thinking of pushing OT out because I have – basically she's doing all of that anyway. I feel like we're doubling up. Like I, yeah. there's no point. Like focus doing on both. what's the priority exactly. right now. She is helping. So, he, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's that. I think I'm nearly there. Sorry. Don't be sorry. Um, oh, and then, yeah, last last little dot point. So um, Lord save me. He will be starting kindy next year. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> I'm not sure what this is called in other states. What do you do? You call it preschool, prep, or is it kindy there? Kin, kindy is f- in Perth. Kindy? kindy is four-year-old, four-year-old kindy, and then pre-primary like is school. the five-year-old. Yeah, 
So we have pre- well, it's preschool or kinder here and then they go into what's called reception, which is their first year of school yeah. when they're five. Yeah, so reception is yeah. pre-primary here, so what the twins are in now. Yeah. But they did kindy yeah, last so it's also year. also different. So I, yeah. So I just wanted to clarify, like, his first year of any of that, like he's never done. Yeah, so kindy. I think, like, some places even call it ELC. Like, I don't know. Anyway. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah. he's eligible to start mid-year this year, but we've – decided against that as like he's just not ready I'm, I'm happy keeping him home I don't want to let him go just yet and obviously germs starting midway through the yeah, year no not starting winter uh, yeah but we are thinking about maybe doing early entry which I didn't really even know was a thing until I spoke to Haley, already giving her a plug um from Ali Disability Support mm-hmm. Services she was like, oh, well, you can do early entry, which is like one day a week in the last term of school just mm. to get like it's they recommend it for kids like Jack or like not obviously not just Jack but like kids with a um, disability or a medical condition so that they mm. like start to become familiar. Um, yeah, teachers cool. Teachers become familiar and get to know, get to know each other. So, yep. yeah, there's lots of discussions sort of happening surrounding this, it's something that I will be opening, openly sharing here on the podcast because I think it's going to be so relatable. That's good. Like that yeah. transition to, yeah, that transition into school. Yep. And um, I think so many um, people in this space will be juggling it or, you know, or will yep. have to juggle it at some point. So I'll yep. share that here, um, especially like all of the educational department side of things. Mm. Today I just sent off, the, it's the first time I've even thought about it, I sent off an email to the um, kindy sort of teachers just flagging yep. like what's the process because I know it's early but we're already nearly halfway through the year. If we want to do early entry, that's term four, um, yeah, I was like let's just need to start get early. It. There's yeah. going to be a lot of shit to sort. Yeah, like he's going to need. Yep eating and drinking care plans he's going to need like toileting plans he's going to need yep. obviously the tube feeds like the tube feeds yeah, so training i'd rather be on top yep. of it yep no definitely definitely get onto it soon from my experience because yeah. we thought we were onto it yeah. mm, but no there's a lot to do yeah and especially because they get so busy at the end of the year as well and then it becomes holidays yeah. um like you know the six week break they they actually and take there's that no off. time um, before school starts. Yeah, then you're like shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm feeling okay about it at this stage, but like the transition to school is hard enough, especially like when it's your last child. But then like add in a child who's never attended childcare. Like Jack's never been mm-hmm. in a social situation like that. Like he's immune deficient. He's tube fed. He has a number of developmental delays. Like it's a lot. It's yep. hard to even think about like leaving him with people who haven't grown up with him or know all of his stuff you know like all of his quirks and like when he says I need to we I need to we like he says it so fast and only like certain people can even understand what he's saying you know like all those little Mm. concerns that you have but yeah I'll keep you all updated on this as I go stay tuned um but yeah we're at the point that I was talking about earlier let's talk about therapies and cutting back so so I think in the last update I gave we were waiting for Jack's new NDIS plan to come through yes so that took ages way longer than expected but it finally arrived and we were absolutely stoked with it so we kept our support worker hours we were approved funds for a support coordinator and we moved to plan manage which I just didn't realize the toll and the time it was taking on me to pay and upload those bills Every yep. week, like you yep. don't know until that's removed. Yep. I don't think how much time it was taking. And like some weeks I was receiving, you know, I could receive over f- 
like between five and 10 invoices. So that's like, that's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm kind of really glad that that's taken, that load's been taken away. Like I don't even have to think about it. It's so good. Don't know why I didn't do it. Mm. Anyway. (laughs) So yeah, initially I was really relieved and like, while this is huge with his plan, like, cause it was way more than our last plan in terms of actual money. But then it's really funny, you know, like we had a budget planning meeting with um, Haley, who I just mentioned earlier, Jack's support coordinator, not so subtle plug, look up Haley Disability Support Services. Yes, I can vouch for them uh, too. And then, yes. <laughs> so after we got our plan, she literally books in a meeting that you do like a budget planning mm-hmm. to make sure that, you know, you're going to have enough funds and how you're going to spend them. Like even just that in itself, amazing. Yep to sit down and actually nut out your funds and that you're going to have enough and how you want to use them. But anyway, once we started to crunch the numbers, I realized very quickly that we're still pushing it very tight in terms of what our, you know, what we want and what we Mm. have. So Mm. like what his therapist recommend and what we actually have to spend. Um, Even though the plan was better, we're still pushing it pretty tight um, if we're doing what everyone's recommending we do. So as a part of that budget planning process, we had the discussions about how we wanted to actually spend the money, like us yeah, as his parents, as Jack's parents. Like did we really need to be doing three to four therapies a week mm. at the risk of complete and utter fucking burnout? Yep. Like did we really need to be doing OT fortnightly when we also added in a psychologist who was giving us the same sort of strategies? Like just really nutting out how we could make the plan work best for us. And that didn't necessarily mean following everyone else's advice or following – what all of his therapists said we should, you know, in an ideal world be doing. Yeah. Like sometimes too many things going on can't, like they can just cause overwhelm and then result in no response at all. Like if we push Jack too hard, he doesn't even participate in his therapies. So what's the fucking point, you know? Like I know it's so easy to get the guilt if we don't do all of the therapies yes. that they rec- are recommended, you know, because it's it feels like we're doing our child a disservice or we're putting them behind in some way. But mm. at the end of the day, you also can't spend – every day in therapies no like and there are also alternatives like we now have equipment at home that we can use in between his physio sessions you know we have a support worker who has attended multiple of jack's therapy sessions and so she's basically been like a speech physio slash ot when she's here like you can utilize other people or even therapy assistants that are cheaper there are other options yeah that doesn't need to be exactly what the plan says it should be. And that's something that since having Haley, I've realized, like I initially thought, well, this is what they're recommending. And this, this is, is what, what you need to doing. be doing every week, week in, week out. Yeah. Like they literally nut out the sums. Like they say, you know, what do they say? Like fortnightly, which is equal to however many sessions per year, which is equal to this amount of money. And it's like, oh my God, like that's stressful enough and overwhelming enough as it is. Like you feel, even if you have one session off sick you feel like you're oh yeah you're putting them behind doing something wrong which is just not I don't think that's the way it's meant to be yeah yeah so yeah we're basically just prioritizing what Jack needs most right now and like that's fluid and that will change it's not always Mm. going to be the same but I can't ever deny that we're doing everything we can to support him and his best and his best interests like I know that as his mum and I've just I think we've got to remove some of that guilt that we put on ourselves again even with the therapies, like you can cut back. Yeah, that's so true. I like what you just said then though, like it doesn't have to stay the same. So like Riley's had, like we were saying, physio weekly since we started with our physio. Um, but right now is that the most important thing for her? Mm. Like I never actually thought about that. Like does she need more 
of her OT for her behaviour right now? Should we be cutting back on that? Yeah. And then that can change. Yeah. So, like, once that's a bit more under control or we get what out of it. Yeah, so I never yeah. really thought of it like that, that things can change. We don't have to stick to the same one consistently. We can do a block of, I don't know, five weeks yeah. or, like, uh, this term we're going to focus on more of her feeding and meal times. Um rather than physio so yeah good point thanks for that yeah and I think you get in you get in like a routine as well like you yes for so long we've been the same we've been doing fortnightly physio and OT they're back to back you know it's just you just keep doing it and like no one's telling you any different like the therapists are just like oh yeah they're just they're coming back they're we're making gains they're not going to turn around and say oh I think we can push you out to six weekly now you know at the end of the day it's money mm-hmm. for them um not saying that everyone's like this like uh, can handle my heart say that our speech therapist is the most amazing woman and she, every time she goes to rebook a session she's like now are you sure that you can do this do you need to push it out should we just mm, do monthly oh. for a while like she checks in on me and my well-being she's incredible oh that's she's good like, don't do it that's if it's good. too much she's 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 always like reminding me what's jack's priorities at the moment so they're not all the same but you know like I don't think that they're, you know, if you're going there fortnightly and that's what they recommend, they're not going to have those conversations with you. It's kind of, and like I'm guilty of it. I didn't think about, you know, maybe changing things up to Jack's needs until Haley kind of planted that seed in my brain. Sat down um, and went through it. Yeah. But yeah, there's like, there's really no point. Yeah. Really no point sort of pushing ourselves to the limit. Mm-mm. If not at all if you don't need to essentially like so yeah a little while back Mel um who we've had as a guest on the post on the pod for tube feeding week so um Mel from the special Yay. book and Love the blend that. um she actually shared a really good reel saying I'm just going to quote her mm-hmm. verbatim because she's amazing amazing she's got the best words ever she said you can reduce therapies to spend a little more time just being mum or dad spending some of their childhood experiencing their childhood like you want them to yeah And then in the caption, she went on to say, we all know that therapy is really important for our medically complex kids' development and independence, but that doesn't mean you have to do every therapy every day. It's okay for you to find a balance that works for you and your family. No amount of therapy can replace those moments of connection and memories you get to make with your child. This is your validation to set those limits. And like, it's so powerful because I think- So powerful. They're so, like, we talk about this all the time. They're young for such a short amount of time. They're so, they're little for such a short amount of time. And I don't want Jack's memories of his childhood to be doing speech, doing yeah, physio, therapy, running therapy, from one therapy, appointment therapy. to the next. And I know it's, I know it's not always that easy. And I know I'm blessed that I can sort of say, yes, we're going to pull Jack out and do cut back on his therapies I know not everyone has that option or that choice but I just think it's so important that we make sure that we are still creating those childhood memories and still like because I'm again I'm so guilty of it I get caught up in the rush of just running around from thing to thing and not actually sitting on the floor and playing with him yeah you know like we all do it but recently I've really felt guilty about that so yeah that's one of my priorities is actually I mean we create so many memories obviously in this new house there's so many things we do but I just want to, I'm, he's getting ready for kindy. I want to cherish this time yeah, and sit definitely. down on the floor and play with him and enjoy all those little things. So yeah, that's where I'm at. And I think again, 
so many of you will be able to relate to this and I just hope you feel validated in knowing that it's okay to say no to some things and cut back and yeah do what's yeah. best for you not what everyone not else yet. is telling you yeah is best for you yeah yeah all right okay so let's do what do you want to forget from the last week and what do you want to do again Amy you go. Let me. Let me oh, think. you have to think about I it. Just talk too much. I need a drink. Usually, that's me. <laughs> I, I more need to hydrate. Okay. All right. So I'll I'll do mine then. So this week, I've mentioned already. I want to forget Riley doing a watery poo in the car and having to stop on the way up to York and having mm. to clean that on the side of the road. Tell me, was it a full like car seat washout? No. Luckily, it wasn't. No. Thank goodness, because there was no chance of coming back from that if it was. It's like, all right, throw her out, throw it out. We're all going home. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it would have got to that stage. No, I want to forget that. Um, and what I want to do again has nothing to do with the kids, but I have been loving reading the Colleen Hoover books. So I just finished one and I yes. went and got some more today from Kmart. I'm hoping they only had like a couple um so I'm hoping they're just as good yeah, but how good is Kmart they've got them in stock so good for like $12 a book yeah and like they are chronically out of, like chronically <laughs> always constantly yep. out of stock yep so but then they restock them quite quickly and you can they, they stock so I many I'm so hoping books. I can get some it's great more. we should do like book swap we should send each other the books oh, that we've read yeah. and like exchange notes yeah <laughs> Sounds good. Club. Oh yeah, because we need yeah. to add more to our lives. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but that's I want to I want to read some more of her books. And the other thing I want to do again is my gym sessions, which I am doing again. But like I've just been hitting goals, and my weights that I'm lifting have gone up. And yeah, I'm just really really proud of myself. And yeah, and keeping that I want to keeping keep that, that routine and motivation. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's so yeah. good for you. Like it's so hard when you're doing it or before you're doing it. But once you've oh, done yeah. it, it's so good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I dread yeah. my alarm going off at 4.30 every morning. But once I'm actually there and then I've done it and coming home to like the beautiful morning sunrise like and no one else is up or maybe Macy was up this morning and put my routine out. But, um, yeah, it's just really nice. So I want to do that consistently. Now your turn. Well done. Very proud of you. Thanks. Something I want to forget as I just take a moment to hang on, compose myself. Whew. Something I want to forget is I'm not well at the moment, as you've probably told from my little remarks throughout the pod. I have a, some sort of a stomach mm. bug. Like I, you know, when you feel, not you good. know, when, you know what it's like when you've got gastro and you feel like you're going to yep. spew and poo every five seconds, mm -hmm. but nothing's coming out. It's literally just the stomach feeling of being nauseous and flat and fatigued and lightheaded. So yeah, I'm I just impressed like you got shit. through this. <laughs> and I just wish I would shit so it would come out. Yeah, yeah, just get and it out. Just better. get the toxins out of um, you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and and like we're not, we're, you know, some people. I, f I feel like some people are just gastro people you know some people just always get gastro we're not we're not those people we always get respiratory stuff we always yep. get Same. the you know pneumonias and the asthmas we're that family we're not mm -hmm. a gastro family so I I think I've spewed like maybe well we're going deep here aren't we this is getting deep real quick but I think <laughs> I've spewed maybe 
I don't know, 10 times in my life and most of them have probably been alcohol induced. Mm. Um, so, yeah, this is not a good feeling for me. And like, even when I am sick and I need to get it up, I just my body doesn't do it. I don't know why. Even James, he vomited once on Friday night. I think it's going like we, we've all had whatever this is. He vomited once mm. on Friday night. I was like, oh, here we go. It's going to. It's going to oh, all dear. come out. That was it. That was all he did. I was like, what is wrong with our family? Why can't we just release the demons? <laughs> <laughs> oh, if I don't laugh, I'll cry. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've literally, even setting up the podcast equipment tonight, I was like, take a breath, don't faint. <laughs> like I am, yeah, I'm struggling. Anyway, I'm proud that I got through all of this without I am proud of you. Hiccups. Something I, w- something I want to do again. I have won two competitions in the last week. Ooh. I want to keep – I would love to keep winning competitions. I'm just trying to put this out into the universe. But I've had, like, really good luck. I have – I entered one, like, on Instagram that was for Temple Day Spa, which is a day spa in Adelaide that is, like, my most favourite thing in the world. They are incredible. It's probably, like, Ooh, the, nice. you know, most popular, highly rated day spa in Adelaide. I won, like, a full microderma abrasion is that what it's called a facial thing mm-hmm. yep microdermabrasion yep um yeah and like to take a friend as well um so that's exciting and then james won like this massive prize again footy related sorry if this bores you but um massive prize for the afl gather round that's happening this weekend he gets to go we get tickets to two games he gets to go out on Adelaide Oval and be like in the guard wow. of honor for one of the teams he gets to play on the oval oh my gosh. at halftime in the Oz kick match and then he gets the match ball he gets to take home the match ball so huge oh that's a, especially that's for a little cool. footy fiend like he lives and breathes it so yeah. yeah he'll be very well he is very stoked about that so I don't normally enter competitions but maybe I should because I've had maybe a little you luck, should. So. yeah maybe yeah yeah well, it just proves like you've got to be in it to win it, right? And I've always just gone, nah, I'll never win that. But yeah, stoked. So that's my little high for the week. Yeah. All right, that's that's it from us. I'm getting delirious. Thank you for listening to what has been a long episode, but I think it was needed. I think we had a lot to catch up on, had a lot yes, to share. Definitely. I really hope you're still with us and we didn't put you to sleep. As I said earlier, give us some love in any way or form this week because we are coming back and we need to get back in people's ears in the yeah and back in the charts and we're probably going to be starting from the beginning again. So hopefully you guys can share us and share the love and get people listening and hopefully all of our followers come back, all of our OG regulars that listen every week. Yeah. Hi, guys. Thank you. And the algorithm yeah. on Instagram. Is going to hate uh, us. Don't even start. <laughs> so any form of social media interaction. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The post about us coming back and I was like, oh, well, that flopped. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just because we haven't posted in a long time. <laughs> yes. We had a few, like yes. like I said, a few regulars that are like, yay. But otherwise it was pretty, pretty non-eventful. But, yeah, we do really appreciate, especially those people that have been with us from the start that have, like literally contacted us, asked where we are, and then now are so excited. Like my mum, did you see what my mum wrote? Did I share that? No, I think she wrote it on no. the Facebook post. Um, anyway, she's like, yeah, I'm so glad. I've been struggling so much to know what to listen to on my my walks. You know how she listens oh. to us on her walks whenever she goes. Oh, bless. Yeah. So, I'm so glad oh. to hear your sweet voices again. Oh, she's so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> 
but yeah, all of oh, you that, yeah, that listen every week, we do see Aww. you and appreciate you so much. And 100%. that's why we're here. Honestly, that's why we're back because of you guys. So yeah, we'll keep plodding on. And I'm just going to say, put it out there right now. You know, the episodes will be coming out. We're aiming to do fortnightly still on Tuesdays, but I'm taking a bit of pressure off myself. If, if I'm struggling to get it out on like dead on time, mm. then it may be a day late and I'm going to be okay with that. We're okay with that. Yeah. So thanks for understanding. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with you soon. Bye. Amy, I still hate the internet. (laughs) (laughs) It's not better. It's not gotten any better. Our little hiatus didn't fix my internet. You're frozen again. Say bye. Say goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Delayed goodbye from Grecian.